the painstaking anticipation is over. The brand new season of Sloppy Horror Podcast is finally here. And every season needs a name, and this is no exception. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining in and helping us kick off the once bitten, twice shy season. The movies we cover over the next few weeks will be the second installments in a horror franchise. While I am sad that we didn't save Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 for this season, there are a plethora of franchises that followed up an original film with a banger of a sequel. The movie we are discussing today is a prime example, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. I don't believe there are enough words in the English dictionary to properly illustrate my love for Elm Street 2. It's a perfect cocktail of horror and comedy that always has the ability to take me back to a time in my youth where my lifelong love affair with horror was still in the honeymoon stage. And if I haven't said it once, I'll say it a million times. Freddy Krueger is at his absolute scariest in Elm Street 2. This nightmare sequel differs from the others for the fact that the humor isn't solely placed in Krueger's hands. He wasn't the pop culture icon he grew to be. Also, it's the only Elm Street sequel that doesn't use the original score. There is so much more about this cult classic that we have to discuss, so we need to jump right in. No matter where you're at, in or out of this world, right now we are here together. And it's time for us to talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Welcome back to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. Look, boys and girls, we're here with a brand new season, all right? And don't forget, I'm your host and your scary movie companion, Mr. Christian Ramey, okay? And back again for another season, spitting in your mouth for no fucking reason. Mr. Rosark Mark, brother... I can't even contain myself. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm about to rip my shirt off, all right? Yeah, well, don't do not do that. All right. All right. I'm, all messing, right. I'm, messing, I'm doing producer things over here because you came in like a wild Indian going all over the place. Yes. Reckless uh, with no turn signals. But you should. It's a new fucking season. This is always exciting. This is great. Mm-hmm. I'm full of energy, too. And I took pre-workout before I came here because I was tired. But we're right back up in it here, yeah. aren't we? Yes. Look, Mark. So explain to folks, you know, just do, do some things over there. I got to fix some things here. All right, here, here, here's the situation, Mark. Not only do we have a brand new season, all right, the once bitten, twice shy, all right. We're doing movies, the second installment of the franchise, okay? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So we're starting off today with a good one. We'll get into that. We will get into that. But this is a fun concept, okay? This is uh, something that. I get asked a lot, you know, which is kind of weird. I like, what's your favorite fourth movie in a franchise? People always ask me. <laughs> Stop, what's my favorite that. second? Don't one? Do that. <laughs> All right, you guys don't understand. Nobody doesn't understand. Nobody understands it, and now I just. <laughs> All right, you can explain it that say in a it, bit. Say it differently. <laughs> All right. There have been times when people have inquired to me. Thank you. Hello, sir. What is? This, what's your favorite second installment of a franchise? And I think, wow, what a great question. So we turned it into a season, all right? But you know what else we did? Ozark, Mark, what's that? what was that promise that you made? What was that promise that you made? 
I made a lot of promises. You told us. You told the boys and girls last season oh, what them. you were going to give them. Oh, them. Yeah, besides Yeah, the, that. Besides that. Yeah. Oh, I know the answer. Is it merchandise? Holy shit. Holy shit, Mark. You have outdone yourself. Now, Thank you. Thank I'm, you. That's I'm what not... I do. That's why I do. That's why I'm here, and you're there. See... Ozark Mark has created some of the best merchandise in the whole entire world. Because as you guys know, this is a show with zero advertisements. I'm not going to sell you any razors, I hope you know. But what I will tell you is we keep the lights on here, you know, through our Patreon and through our merchandise now and through live streams. And we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. So we very much thank you and we very much promise that you're not going to hear any advertisements for the rest of the show. So, you know, and for everybody watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and like the video. Now, where can they find this merchandise? Oh, if they're watching on YouTube, they can find it right below the video there. As you can see right below there, there's all kinds of stuff little... Down there. Yeah. But if you're not hip to that, if you're not wanting to go to YouTube, you can go to our TikTok or our link tree. And, you know, there's a link tree connected to the TikTok. And I think all of our socials. But you can find the sloppy shop in there. So... Yeah, check it out. Get it. There's really nice stuff in there. Like, I want to buy shit, but I don't, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't got enough money yet. So, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of good things, a lot of things I want. So, pretty oh, yeah. soon, pretty soon, everybody's going to be sloppied up. You know what I mean? Yeah, tell the world you're a sloppy whore. Mark. Mark. Yeah. Look. Uh-huh. The reason I'm so damn excited it's because I had to, you know, we had to get all this stuff out of the way, all that preliminary stuff. But we're talking about not only one of my f- favorite movies of all time. Like, I, I can't even, I can't contain myself, all right? I've seen this movie so many times. This is Freddy Krueger at his peak, all right? There, this is a controversial movie. We are obviously talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. It's a controversial movie. Some people don't like it. All right. And I would say, have you ever watched something or, or let, let me ask you a question, Ozark Mark. Let's say a, a, a movie franchise. Have you ever liked a movie more when you were younger and then when you got older, you liked the separate one? Like maybe the Rocky movies. Maybe you liked this one a lot more when you were younger and you got older. Maybe you like this one more. Maybe a Star Wars is that way. Or, you know, you grow. Sometimes your taste grows and that's the way things are. But I, I'm always going to defend freddy's revenge because freddy krueger is the scariest in this movie robert england even says he's not like a the bet the biggest fan of this movie but we're not going to undercredit his not only method acting the way that he portrayed himself throughout this whole movie and how fucking terrifying he was because if we think of a nightmare on elm street one my favorite movie of all time we're not really sure all the way what Freddy is, right? You remember, Mark, he's coming down the, the alleyway and his arms are growing real long. And then she, like, tears his face off. He's a skeleton. Then he appears as the hall monitor as a girl with a bloody nose. There's many times where you're almost, I mean, it's the first movie. So you're learning, who is this guy? I don't exactly know. A lot of silhouettes, very dark rooms. You don't see all of him. And this one, he's creepy as shit. There's not, like, funny one-liners, really. He's just scary. He's scary. I mean, the opening bus sequence in this movie, a lot of this movie is just, all of it. I think I, I forget how much runtime he had. I want to say it's something like 13 minutes in this whole movie, but all of those minutes are scary as hell. 
And then that's not the only big deal with this movie. Not to mention that. Obviously, there's a bit of controversy surrounding it. There was that little documentary on Shudder. Do you see that? It was, I think it was called Scream Queen. Mark Patton, the actor who plays Jesse. Obviously a gay male, okay? And, you know, he says he's the first male Scream Queen, which I dig. I fucking dig that. And I don't... The funny part is... Well, not funny, but, you know, he Mark you know, confronted the director because the director kind of didn't really say that this was a gay movie. Um, didn't say. He kind of actually said it was. And he's like, oh, I didn't realize that there were gay undertones. And it's like, oh, what? What? There's a gay bar. There's, there's a lot of homoerotica stuff in here, you know? And like not, that doesn't make it a bad movie, you know? So that's where I kind of get the confusion of like, even if it was, what the hell is wrong with that? Like, it's still a good movie. There are gay people in this world. Gay people can't get confronted with like serial killers, things of that nature. Like they can't get confronted by Freddy. Bro, that's what makes it fun. This whole movie is fun. All right. I love this. It's great. Mark Patton crushes it, dude. Like even the part like Per example, well, you know, we'll go into more detail later, or later when his friend Grady dies. But like when Grady dies and Freddy appears, that's some top tier acting, dude. He's crushing it. He's killing it. Love the whole thing. Then we have Clue Gallagher as his father. Okay, Return of the Living Dead, Clue Gallagher. Dad anger this whole movie. And if you know anything about me, dad anger is like top three funny, funny things to me. It's just hilarious goddamn kids you know i don't know why i just there's something deep inside of me that makes me laugh with dad anger and he's just full display this whole time and you know what else i think is cool ozark mark what's that christian ramey i think in the 80s i thought it was pretty gangster uh, and whether it was meant to or not meant to, but this was a movie I grew up watching. So, you know, I, you know, you look to characters in movies. Grady was a dog because Grady, he like in a, a good way, Grady was an athlete, handsome guy, straight as could be. Jesse, questionable on his sexuality. Okay. Kind of a smaller frame guy, more introverted, more inward. He was still his fucking friend, dude. Like, he was still his friend. They were buddies. Like, and they, like, had a special bond, like, as a friendship. And I just looked at that, like, growing up, like, all right, you could be cool with anybody. Like, whether that was the intention or not, Grady's a cool character. And I think there's a lot of, like, for as much hate or as many, like, probably douchebag people out there that are hateful, like, there's always the dudes out there that, like, you can't judge a book by your cover. You're like, oh, this dude might be so one way. It's like, no, that dude might beat the shit out of somebody if they mess with you. You don't know. That's how Grady was. Thought another thing, Mark. Lots of lots of brutal killing in this. Alright? We we're gonna go in so much of that, Mark. I, I got I gotta let you go. you let me know. What what tell I gotta let you talk here, okay? I need <laughs> no, you to tell dude, me this is your episode, obviously. You haven't even done the synopsis yet. I need you to tell me, Ozark Mark. Yeah. I mean you've obviously you've seen this movie before. No. No, I haven't. You're lying. I'm not. Okay. Let's promise you. Well, that makes it I, even better. I know. I told you. Like I love. I now I love horror movies. We've been over this. Right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, for but sure. But I'm just not the horror <laughs> nerd. Like go out and search and look for horror. movies. I don't watch movies. And I'm by myself most of the time, so I don't watch movies by myself, unless it's homework for 
this show, of course, which I've watched more movies, you know, <laughs> yeah, in the last two years because of the show than I have in probably my entire lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I, the one part, like being young, I think some people agree, especially when you could get, you know, you remember the video store. I mean, I, I was born in 89, so a lot of these movies were already out, like as far as the sequels for the main slasher. So like it was part of like, oh, you got to see this one. Nah, you didn't see this one. That's the best. Yeah, see, I, I went, I was in the video game section. Mm-hmm. When my childhood. You were in the movie section, I was in the video game. That's fine. And then we met in the wrestling section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dog, hell in a cell. Anyways, get All on right. with the synopsis. Tell me about it. Okay, so here's the situation. And the people who haven't seen it, like me. So here's the situation, folks. Obviously, we have Mr. Freddy Krueger who preys on the fear of children, uh, and he's trying to avenge all the people uh, in Springwood who killed him when he was alive, but, you know, by taking out their children. So we know the, the story of Freddy, all right? So in this movie, the main character is Jesse, okay? Jesse is going through terrible nightmares, and Jesse's a fragile guy, all right? He's a sensitive guy. I'm not making fun of him. Jesse's cool, but, like, his life is being terrorized, and his family kind of sees what's going on. His friends kind of see what's going on, but what's really at the crux of it is Freddy is trying to use Jesse's body as a conduit to come into the real world, all right? So a lot of people disagree with that, and they don't like that because they say, well, I do kind of disagree with this part because they say, well, Freddy doesn't come into the real world. He's always in the dream. I'm like, well, what about when Nancy brings him out of the dream in the first one? Like, you know, so it does... It's not that far-fetched, and if you're going to believe there's a dream demon who can come into life sometimes anyway, like, I mean, we're already here. We're already on this island, all right? Let's kind of, you know, let's stretch a little. Now, what lacks in continuity of storyline, because this movie was made rather quickly, Ozark Mark, so we have 1984 November is when the first one came out. This one started making like two months after the release of that movie. Yeah, well, the amount of money it made, I would be making another one ASAP, too. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Smart idea. Um, So they go through all of this, and that being said, um, they get quick to it, but so there's going to be wonky. It's going to be wonky at parts, but what it lacks and maybe continuity to the rest of the franchise is very much overminded by the fact that Freddy is goddamn terrifying. He's so scary in this movie, and you, it's not the typical Nightmare on Elm Street. Generally, in a Nightmare on Elm Street, you're going to have an opening sequence where the, he he gets a returning person from the movie before, or he's, you know opening scare and there's going to be a few kills okay freddy's not like a jason or a michael he has a lower kill count he might you know get four or five a movie fuck freddy versus jason he only got one kill in the whole movie um well two if you're gonna count jason um because he's in the dream world with him so regardless that being said he doesn't always get a lot of kills and you don't really see him go psycho mode you don't see them tearing people up. And in this one, they do. And that, that barbecue scene that everybody, you know, outdoor pool party scene that everybody doesn't like to some degree, I think you need to go back and rewatch that because there are some, like, crazy deaths in there. I like it. And he's got his, he's got one of his most famous lines in that barbecue. Yeah. I heard that line. I was, I've been hearing that line forever. I didn't even know that line was from this movie. Mm-hmm. 
You're all my children now. That's like, behind I really the fire. That. How's that not dope? How do you not like that part? There's like five or six kills. Some kid gets trampled. What, what? I mean, <laughs> hey, people are getting burned in the tubs. <laughs> we have to talk about that. How about that kid? Somebody's sweet son comes out and says, "Hey, hey, man, just relax. Just relax. Whatever, whatever you want, man." See, we'll no, help you, man. What, no. what do you need? What, we'll help you. Help yourself, fucker. And he stabs him and he throws him. <laughs> I used to laugh so hard at that part. Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do they all see Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. or are they seeing Jesse? I'm not. Freddy. Fre- they see Freddy? Yeah. Not the kid's yeah. name's Jesse, right? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. You know I'm bad with names. No, no, but, no, it's fine. No, I was wondering if they were, because I thought that they were seeing Jesse... And we were seeing for it. You, you know no, what I mean? that's but, why that's why dad was shooting. And then, like, you remember Lisa tried to stop dad from shooting. He's like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't I shoot? Yeah. You know? It's so funny when he comes running out with that little... First of all, he's got, like, five shotguns. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes running out just stomping. And then he's got... He, like, takes his time, squares up, and, and then misses. shoots a table. Like, not even close. <laughs> Bro, and how about that kid that runs into Freddy's glove? And then mm. that was one of Freddy's most underrated best kills because he gets him right in the fucking gut, dude. And the kid's like, <laughs> it's like a South Park death. There's like five or six people that die by the glove in this movie. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. I love that. This so, is the most I've seen him use the glove in any of the movies I've seen. Now, I could be wrong. I'm talking to a Freddy Krueger expert over here, but he there's it's he, up there. Not many people get the glove. Right. And you told me that, and I was like, well, he's getting like four or five of them with the glove. I'm telling you, this movie needs forgiveness. A, because not like a lot of times when you go back and watch, for example, let's say we're watching Sleepaway Camp, okay? If we we were going to let somebody new watch Sleepaway Camp, they're not going to be scared. But they might like the movie because they like old campy slashers and like whatever. It's just a fun movie, and they may like that. But I don't think they're going to be, like, scared. I feel like you could still get a couple scares with this, especially with the younger audience, you know. For the fact that Freddy, I mean, he's popular now, so maybe not. But it just has those scenes of still terror, but it's also pretty fucking funny. Like, it ropes you in to the, to the intensity parts where you're like, hell yeah, man, he's getting people, bro. And he's scary behind. His face is always changing. You know, it's kind of like burning. It's the higher cheekbones. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, The scene where Freddy meets Jesse in the hallway in his nightmare. And he says, you've got the body. I've got the brain. And he peels his head apart and his brain shows. And he's, ah, that's, that was nightmare fuel when I was little, dude. Like, I was like, that's what gave me Freddy nightmares. Like, when I was little, I mean, real little, you know, that's just, that was the stuff that got me. Because he was so confident. Like, Michael and Jason, they're very robotic. And I love them, don't get me wrong, but they're more like uh, sharks. Just in the water, mean, but just kind of have that kind of... Freddie knew what he was doing. Like, he did. He was going to mess with you, dude. All of your insecurities, all of your shit, all of your friends. He's going to kill your friends and laugh at you. Like, bro, he was just so wicked. He yeah. was the boogeyman to me. Like, he was it when I, I think, was young. I think this is the scariest he is. I agree with you. Honestly. After, I mean, so I, I heard Eli Roth talk about this, too, and he may, and I agree with him completely. 
there's a point in a third there's when you get to the third movie in a franchise especially horror you have a choice um you can either go really hokey and you can go cheap and kind of like straight to dvd so to speak or you can go blockbuster and Elm Street went blockbuster because we had Dream Warriors. Okay, you had, I mean, fucking Lawrence Fishburne was in that movie. I mean, there's some big actors. That was a big movie. Um, part two was the bridge in between that, right? So kind of more underground, kind of more, you know, renegade, if you will. Uh, but Freddy had a lot more. If you think about Dream Warriors, that's when you've got, like, welcome to prime time, bitch. Like, you have a lot more... Uh, one-liners, and I'm not saying they're all bad. I love Dream Warriors. I love that. I mean, it's a beautiful movie in the sequence of the nightmares, but just something about my... F- I rank the Elm Street franchise in order they came out, and I know not a lot of people relate with me, but I go one, then two, then three, then four. It's just, I always watched them chronologically when I was little. I don't know. Like, that's just kind of how I did it. But we didn't have like cable. You know, you didn't. You just watch DVDs. You remember when you'd have a box set? You're like, all right, I'm gonna watch the Elm Street franchise. Mm-hmm. That's just how you do it. And that's just how I like them. So I don't know. It just needs more respect than that. I think Robert England really just the way he can walk and contort. He criticizes some of the movie to some degree, but he has to understand. Like, dude, you crushed it. Like, it's like when an athlete was like, nah, it wasn't my best game. It's like, dude, you had 40 points. Like, you did enough. You did good, bud. Soldier coming off the field with his, you know, his arm off. Like, I didn't do enough. You're like, bro, you no, you did. You did a lot, bud. Like, you did a fucking lot, dude. Like, more than the fucking next guy. You know? So, I really think this is what set Freddy into Freddy. This is what made Freddy Freddy. And this is what... Uh, if you're watching, really, Robert finding who Freddie was. Um, and, you know, I, I liked that about that. Now, can I ask you, Ozark, Mark? Yeah. Did you have a favorite part? Dude, that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one. Because there's, oh, there's multiple. <laughs> um, I'll go with, I'll, I'll try to go with my number one, and that's just, it's just the part that made me laugh the hardest. <laughs> And that's at towards the ending when they're in the factory, and um, factory, you know, Freddy's burning up. He, they're get they got rid of him basically, and all that's left is like a burnt shell, and Jesse's inside of it. So he just walks. <laughs> he just starts on like crusting himself and just looking. The look on his face is. <laughs> I can't describe it. You have to know what I'm talking about, but it's so goddamn funny, bro. I love like I love Mark Patton too because clearly gay, but just the shit he says throughout this movie. There's just times where I just like when he walks down, like my God, it is hot as an oven in here. <laughs> I, I don't know part. why that's so that, funny. That part's funny as hell, too, because, dude. <laughs> My God. You know, you know, I'm getting old. When he walked over to the thermostat, he's like, it's 97 degrees in here. I'd be like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Your house is 97. Holy shit. It's burned, exploded. God damn. So I keep my thermostat at 92 maximum. That's when I'm really cold. It, holy uh, shit. It's 97 degrees. Jesse went to leave and he says, no, not before you unpack your room. You go right back upstairs. And he's like, oh. And he like stomps up the stairs. <laughs> he like 
That clip, that first off, him putting his room together and the dancing sequence, just top tier, fucking hilarious. But he opens up a drawer and just dumps a shoebox in it. And he says, "How do you like that, Dad?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he, that song just kicks in. <laughs> Dude, I think it was at lunch, and Jesse's sitting there with Brady, and Brady, Grady. Grady, sorry, Grady, and Grady's just like eating. He's got ma- food in his mouth the whole time while he's talking. <laughs> and they go, so Grady, you going to her party or whatever? He goes, no, nah, I'm grounded. Why? Right. He's like, I kicked my grandma down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> And nobody acknowledged it. He just kept eating. <laughs> no, I kicked my grandma down the stairs. Can't do that. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> oh, man. People are kicking grandmas downstairs now. That's funny. Holy shit. Tell you what. Where were these pool parties at when I was in school? No, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of belonged in an older generation, I think. I guess. You mm-hmm. know, I guess. Because... You know, pool party, everybody's making out with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Grilling hot dogs and shit. Beers are exploding. That would be sweet. Oh, yeah. That be... would be sweet. That would be great. Well, like, in your. No. <laughs> Never mind. Continue. I'm sorry. I have oh, one please. question, though. I'm sorry. I got to ask you a question. Ask the inconsistency here in the movie that I'm trying to figure out, right? So, Freddie was living through Jesse to kill people in the real world, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, he murders a coach, uh, Grady, and somebody else, right? Not to mention all those people. But before, it was Jesse. So, they, like, had an investigation of the thing, and there's bloody footprints everywhere. And, like, does he not get caught? Does he just forget about everything? Mm-hmm. Well, Freddie's smart, man. Like, he's not going to let him get caught. He's toying with him. Okay. He's keeping him on the edge of destruction there. Okay. And he's magical. All right. You know? I would not want to die the way the coach did, by the way. I do not want to go out like that. <laughs> Just getting your ass literally whipped? Yeah. <laughs> he got his ass whipped to death and, and they then, slashed him. And then you're just sitting there with your arms bounded by jump ropes naked in a shower. Mm-hmm. Oof. Bad way to go. Bad way to go. It's not a good look. American History X style. You're about to go down, dog. Not a good look, sir. Mm-mm. What was your favorite kill of it, though? My favorite kill um, might be the barbecue, just like that sequence and that kid getting ravished in the stomach. Uh, Grady is pretty good kill, though, um, but that's just a very powerful kill, I think, because Grady was a cool character. People liked him, and he was a cool guy, and he fell asleep, and clearly he fell into a nightmare, uh, you know, because... That's the way I interpret that, because obviously Jesse would have died if his body was just ripped to shreds like that. So I feel like Grady went to sleep, you know? Yeah. So, like, Freddy always used people. Uh, and, and I think one of the beautiful parts about the movies are the ambiguity. You don't, I mean, you don't always know when the dreams start. You're like, that's the fun part about it. It's like semi-normal at first. And you're like, oh, they, yep, you're sleeping, bud. Not good. Not good. Wake up. And... um I love when everything melts, dude. That was like one of the coolest dreams ever. Like that's the special effects in this, from him cutting out of the body and Grady's kill, uh, to the melting dream. Like that, some good special effects. Oh yeah, they're all practical too. And bro, you know what's one of my favorite parts? Mm. 
So uh, Coach Snyder always fucks with them, and like you know, he's always making the kids uh, Grady and Jesse run laps and shit after practice, and fucking with them. And there was a part where Grady and Jesse have to do push-ups, and they're in the yard just talking to each other, doing push-ups. And they're like, Grady was telling them, he was like, yeah, apparently Coach Snyder, they see him at the S&M joints downtown and stuff. Apparently he likes little pretty boys like you. And Jesse goes, get out of here. Apparently he likes little pretty boys like you. Get out of here. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> exactly, though. You know, exactly. That's just what's happening. And then, you know, after Grady's death, he comes to Lisa's house covered in blood. And this broad really wanted the deep because this man literally is telling you he's killing people and he's covered in blood. Like, at first, I'd, you know, understand why he didn't believe him. Because he said he dreamed it. You know? But after the motherfucker comes to your house covered in blood, you're like, yeah, my guy might be killing people. Yeah, no no modern-day woman would fight for a man like that anymore. Oh, I think they might. I no. think they might. If he's covered, like, if he makes really horrible, dumbass, you know, artard decisions, they might. They might. They might. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But, yeah. Like, you definitely wanted it. Coming, covered in blood... Killing people. Ah, <laughs> oh. you never know. There's some weird girls out there. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Ain't right. Guess there's some weird guys out there too. There's a lot more weird guys, I'm sure. <sighs> Us two included. Yeah, we're kind of strange. I ain't gonna lie. That bus though. That was a great. Nightmare. I would not want to get hit by that bus. I mean, you want to get want to get hit by the bus in general, but that bus looks like it will just. Bro, it just looks heavy as shit. The thing with the bus, what's wild about it is that first dream and they're like on them rocks and it's teetering back and forth and forth. That was a fun thing. Like that was a fun dream. I like whoever thought of that. That was just fun. And it's a dream. So you don't really, it's no holds bar. You're kind of able to do whatever you want because any, ever had a dream where you're driving and your car is just like, and you're like, like it's just, you know, you're dreaming, bro. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. I hate that in a dream when it's just like all of a sudden you're just going and you're like, yo, like I'm in like video game. It's like Halo. You're like, you can jump. Freaks you out. Do you remember your dreams? Sometimes, but I always have a reoccurring dream that I can't, I keep doing the same thing over and over and I can't like get past it. Like I'm trying to escape this house or something, but I keep same, getting, bro. I can't get out of this house. Like I keep ending up here. Something I'm trying to is just taking forever. Like simple things. Like if I were to try and like, I don't know. Let's say, take down all this stuff mm-hmm. in this room. It would I would just be stuck doing that the entire time. It's weird you say that. Bro. I'm trying to get upstairs. I know stairs are over there, but somehow I can't make it to the stairs to get up. Those dreams. Yeah, dude. I always have a place where we're trying to, like, escape. Yeah. Like, we're trying to get out, and we're just always trying to be on the but move, can but never... we can't get out. Yeah, and it's just it's just over and over, like, starting over again, starting over again, starting over again, over again. Maybe we need therapy. I don't know. <laughs> nah, but it's weird it. that you have those dreams, too, but those, those are I know, the, that's the ones the, I remember. That's the realest shit I've ever heard, because I have a lot of reoccurring, like, it's the reoccurring areas, okay? Sometimes it might be a new dream within the same, like level yeah <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but it's only the like the same two or three levels yeah mm-hmm. it's like it's over and over again it's like something new happening i don't know i know that's hard to explain but 
like I don't know. I'm not going to deny though that this franchise has definitely impacted my dream dreams my whole life because like there is an area where it's like a school but i always like well like when it kind of gets to like creepier dreams like i do go down in like the basement like there's like a shower and like boiler area 100 percent has to be from watching this franchise my whole fucking life and that it started when i was little have, probably would have something to do with it yes because your mm-hmm. dreams are based off things that you encounter every day bits and pieces it just mm-hmm. like takes I watched documentary on how dreams work because it was fucking interesting. That sounds interesting. I, I like dreams. And that was high. This mm-hmm. was a long time ago. But basically, dreams are everything that you've been thinking about the entire day. So then your mind just sits there and they're all scrambled in pieces and then it's just random. But that's how you get these weird dreams because it's taking all these bits and pieces that you remember and thought about through the day, previous day, and then they just put them all into a ball and see what the fuck happens. Mm-hmm. So it's your thoughts, your experiences, and everything. That's why... Your repressed memories, too. The shit you're not trying to think about. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, your mind's like, all right, I'm going to just run autopilot. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, happens here. Yes, every once in a while, I get like the, you know when you come over the Big the big Mac Bridge, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you go around that like little crazy viaduct area, like yep. around going through the city, like by all the stadiums. Sometimes I'm driving like in a thing that's similar to that. I don't know why. But it's, like, really tall. And, like, when you fall, you fall. But then I wake up. <laughs> you know? But then I wake up. But sometimes you try to ride it. I'm trying to, like, you know, I got feel like I got powers in your dream. That's oh, why yeah. That's why I like this franchise so much. It's so, like, there, there's no rules. Um, that's why I don't really get behind all the bitching behind this. Because it's, like, you know, people bring him into the real world. It's happened and, and within the franchise. And on top of that... Not to mention... Well, first, I don't mean to cut you off there, but you said there's no rules, right? Yeah. There is one rule. What? We got to take time to give it to the guys to tell you more things we know about this movie. Fuck. Welcome to the What Do You Know here. This is a segment here where we're here to tell you something. Then put that back. Put that back together. I don't want things interrupting the What Do You Know here. Did you do it correctly? Okay. Here to take, we're here to, here to tell you more things about this movie here. Now, if you're not here, this is your first time here, this is how it's going to work. We're going to tell you things we know about this movie. Now, you may know what we know, you may not know what we know. But if you know what we know, you're going to have a we know gasm all the same. If you don't know what we know, you're about to find out what we know, and then you're going to have a we know gasm with the people that don't already have a we know gasm, and you boost each other, and it's going to be fantastic. Now, Wait, did we bring okay. sandwiches? No. Oh, okay. No, all right. san- no, we didn't bring sandwiches. You forgot to pack them. Well, Again. <laughs> Remember how I told you to remember to put the sandwiches? I don't like to do the show without the sandwiches. But well, why didn't you bring them? I, I told you that now they're just sitting out. Now they're gonna, you know, now they're gonna be warm. I like, you know, I did like this movie though. It's a good movie. I'm gonna tell you something I know about this movie. Okay, it's my turn. I oh. believe. Ready? Yeah. So in the movie, all right, we have a nice car. Not really nice. I mean, I would drive it right now, but uh, it's not very nice. But it's just his car. You know what kind of car that was? Huh? Huh? Do you? Do you? No. Do you? I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's my favorite brand of car. 
Oh? My favorite makeup, cars. Know what it is? You don't know what it is. Hyundai. No. Don't you dare ever say that to me again. Don't do that. It is, for your information, a 1966 pickup sticks. Dodge. Dart. GT convertible. Whoa. Don't you touch my dart. Dun, dun, dun. Look here. Did you know? They make that it is, seem, hey. I mean, they make it seem like it's a rough car, but I imagine that'd go for some good money. Oh, now. if it was in good condition, absolutely. It's a 1966 pickup sticks Dodge Dart GT convertible. How would you not like that car? I would take that car if it was in good. I'd take that car the way the car was now and roll with it. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Convertible. Yeah. Yeah. GT convertible. If, if you had a convertible back then, you were getting some tail. You know, that reminds me of when we were younger. You know, we'd you know we'd drive around. You know, with the, with the top down. Yeah, I had a, my first car was a convertible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 1991 Pontiac Sunbird. Right, you know, we would just, you know, we, we would, you know, yell things at the girls on the street, you know. We, it was allowed that you could do that back then, but that's what everybody liked. Now you can't, now we're scared, you know, it's different. It's a different world out here now, you know. Absolutely. Do you know anything, no, do you know anything about this movie? This I'm, I mean, besides everything? Well, look here. Okay. The guy, the guy, Mr. Mr. Robert England, mm-hmm. man who makes the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise what it is. Freddy okay? Krueger got it. What makes it so unique? You know, you can't replace him. No. You just can't. Mm-mm. You can try to fight it. You can try to conjure up ideas all you want, but it's gonna get roasted. And it's just, and but I kind of like that because it's just. Do you want Michael Jordan to come back and play a game? No. You have your time. Does that mean that, like, you cannot know who Michael Jordan is? No, you can know, like, Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan. You can go watch his games still. He's a, he's a legend. You can go back and watch any one of his legendary performances, and nothing is wrong with his tenure. Freddy Krueger's the same way. There's nothing preventing you from going back and watching these old movies, right? So, what makes this so unique is when they started filming A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, they didn't bring back Robert England as Freddy Krueger. He wanted a raise. They were like, nah, well, you know, we're not doing that. So they started filming for like two weeks with somebody else. And then Robert Shea, the main man behind New Line Cinema, said, you know, I, I, I've made a mistake. Made a mistake. We need to pay the man and bring him back. Boom, bada bing, here we are. Now you have a successful franchise. Now, as you know, you know what you know what they, you know, say at New Line Cinemas. Their little motto, their little slogan, you know, their mantra. It's the house that Freddie built. Because before, they were just like a production company. And, you know, they'd help people push little B-movies here and there. But they didn't. I mean, it wasn't a lot. They didn't have a lot. Nightmare on Elm Street put them on the fucking map. And now, I mean, you see New Line Cinemas everywhere. You know? Especially us coming up. You know, the Austin Powers movies. You know, fucking Blade. I mean, that New Line, the, the film thing. You know that logo. It's on a million movies. Freddy Krueger helped out. Thanks to Freddy Krueger. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Scary movies, but nobody's going to give it the credit. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. What a fact Mm -hmm. that was for my ears. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else for my ears? No, no, I don't think so. I think those are good facts. That's fantastic. Um, We're going to go now. Okay, so goodbye. Mark. Did Did you notice something in this movie that was different? What they started... Um, in 
the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Freddy had like a red and green sweater, but it was only red and green on a sweater. Sleeves were red. You know that? No. But in this movie, that's when they started the, uh, you know, the old striped sleeve as well. Huh. Mm-hmm. This R- is where that came from. Really? It all starts from somewhere. Wow. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the whole sweater, the whole, I thought it was stripes the whole time. Did not know that. This is what makes it fun. This is what makes the show fun. Educational and entertaining. I, I mean, I feel entertained right now. I've been laughing this whole time. Now, here's another thing. Here's another thing. Clearly, it's very clear that Jesse's gay, and it's not a big deal because his friends obviously like, so what's up with uh, you and that Lisa chick? Are you mounting her? You know, he's asking. He wants to know, like, what's... You mounting her. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. He wants to know. <laughs> Just ask anybody that now. In the middle of the part, or, like, the middle of the party, he's, like, making out with her, and then his uncomfortable feelings start coming out because he's, like, kissing her chest awkward, and then he has to leave. Where's yeah, he Yeah, I know. That was an awkward way to kiss somebody's chest. And then... A girl's chest, at least. Like, I get, like, the center. Mm-hmm. But, it, yeah, it was But you weird. don't stay there. Like, you know, you work your way over to the left or the right, left door or right, door number one or Suck door number two. Suck them titties off. Yeah. yeah. What sometimes are you doing? Push them, sometimes push them together and get both at the same time. Uh-huh. Depends on how flexible uh-huh. they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah You bro. just don't sit there and just, fuck you doing? Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, sir, you were not into broads. His uncomfortable feelings came out, which isn't a big deal. Right. But where does he go? The next scene, he's immediately has his hand over his friend's sleeping body's mouth, and he's he wakes him up, right? He's like, what are you doing here? And he said, he wants to get inside me. He's inside of me. You know, he starts saying some shit where you're like, all right, that's a little sus, like, because his friend, but his friend's de- his friend understands, okay? He knows what he's going through. He's not going to kick him out. You know, he thinks his friend's just, you know, going through some personal feelings, yeah, all right? He's a little loony. Yeah, well, no, he's just battling his sexuality, and Grady's just like, look, you'd rather, you know, you'd rather be here with me instead of there at the cabana with Lisa. He gets it, but he's still his dog, all right? And Freddy's an asshole. He doesn't give a shit. He plays on your feelings, and he comes and kills you anyways, all right? I like, that was very, uh, such a cool scene to see Grady killed. Um, I love how he fucking went, you know, oh, like the blades went through the door. Didn't that make it fun to you? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was an intense one. It was, dude. You know, a lot of uh, tension in there. Parents on the other side of the door trying to bust it down. That was the day from you Ferris know. Bueller, then too. You got, then you got Freddy appearing in the mirror laughing at his face. <laughs> they just killed his best friend, you know? Dude. That's intense. I know. Cops, sirens coming. Like, you were fucked. That's an intense one. And he really, Mark, does do a great job acting in that scene. He's, like, crying and freaking out, but that's very realistic, man. Like, bro, you think you just killed your friend? Like, that's a lot of, that. there's a lot of intensity there. And I like, like, the creepy dogs, like, at the end of the factory. There's just some adventure. Yeah, they got, it's like, dogs with, like, uh, the guy's face from, like, the Goonies mm-hmm. on them. Like, that's just weird. It is. It's it's different, man. But the the thing I enjoy about it is it's like kind of adventurous in a way that some of the other franchise isn't. Um, 
I don't know. He's just scary. Shit doesn't make sense. And um, obviously not a crazy-ass long movie. Just a... No, it's bam. about an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Here you go. An hour and like 20 minutes. Perfect. Do you, did you say you had a favorite kill in this movie? I don't know. Did I? I don't remember if you did or didn't. I don't remember if I did or did not. I feel like I just kept talking. Probably be one of the one of the kills from the cookout. Um, you know, probably the kid just you know the kid that tries to uh, calm him down like it's okay. Probably <laughs> just gets it. He help just, yourself, fucker. Yeah, help <laughs> yourself, fucker. Kill probably because that's just you know just badass. Like fuck you, kid. Like <laughs> it's priceless. Yeah. 100%. Priceless. You can't beat that mark. No, dude. And, but people are going to sit there with a straight face and tell you that this movie doesn't give you lots of action, lots of fun. Just because it's not typical, it adventures out a little bit. And that's what I probably like most about it. Mm-hmm. Me as well. But things still kind of made sense. Like, you can see everything in this movie happening. Like it makes sense. You know, yeah. It made sense to me. I mean, I could see Freddy Krueger doing this. And you know what's, uh, I mean, coming from you, you're a person that's, like, pretty honest. Like, you'll be like, what the fuck? Like, and I enjoy that, like, you have a similar taste because there's certain old movies like that aren't necessarily, like, you have the ability to put glasses on and watch a movie for, like, when it came out and understand it. Like, you're not like, this doesn't make any sense. Nobody used their cell phone. Like, this movie came out in 85. I know. <laughs> you know, like... Oh, people just, some people, they have a really hard time watching movies that aren't two years old. Like, they just can't understand that, like, they're just so victim of the now where they can't watch old film. And I, I feel really bad, but I would say you're really good at being able to go back and watch an old movie and get it. Dude, old films are hilarious. They're even more entertaining now, honestly, to me. There's, there's so much nostalgia in them. Yes, you know, and they're just uh, things are so funny that aren't supposed to be funny. You can't get that in a modern day movie. No, you really I'm sorry, can't. You, you just don't. I mean, these movies are fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Right? They're fucking fun, and they keep my attention because <laughs> they <do>. they're hilarious. <laughs> There's fucking hot dogs just popping. Bro. Pew pew pew. You want to hear a funny story? <laughs> and somebody's swimming in the pool. It's like, can somebody turn down the heat in the hot tub or the pool? <laughs> Little things like that. They just make you chuckle. Can I tell you a funny story? Sure. Remember our little friend? We'll call him B. Okay. Our little friend B. RB? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. Little B. Yeah. You see? Yeah. So, there was a time. And, and this was a funny time. This is all around a nightmare in Elm Street, too. Okay, this is all coming in here. All mm-hmm. right. So there was a time I had my own apartment when I, I don't know, I was like 21 or 22. So whenever there should be it. I had mm-hmm. my own place, right? And I had my, you know, just hanging out. And my friend Brandon, that's we'll say his name, he calls me and he says, hey, dude, my power went out. And I said, okay. All right, man. What's going on? Do you need help? And he's like, dude, I'm just in the dark. I can't charge my phone. I can't do anything. And I said, well, I can come pick you up. You can come here, charge your phone, whatever. Not in the dark. I mean, I'm not doing really anything. He says, cool. So I bring him over. Well, anyways, at this time, this this girl had texted me, and this girl was probably 
You remember when you do dumb shit like drive an hour away yep. to, to get your, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, well, she had hit me up, right? And I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to go. But, like, I told Brandon, I, you know, he, I mean, he lived probably eight minutes away, right? Tops, eight minutes away. Yeah. I was like, look, dude, this is what I'm going to go do. All right? This is where I'm going. I don't know when I, you know, come back. But you could stay here as long as you want. And obviously, you know, whenever I come back, I give you a ride back. Me, Casa, Su Casa, charge your phone. You could sleep, whatever. Don't care. Yeah. Right? I know you ain't coming back. Right. But, like, you know, in that regard, even if I came back, like, in the, you know, the AM or, like, whatever, I still got you. Like, you're, I mean, you're in the fucking dark, dude. Like, you don't have any fucking and So, that's what I'm doing, right? I come back. This dude had took, like, my bud, and he wasn't there, right? And I was like, where the fuck you at? And he says, I'm pissed, whatever. And he says, I sat in your house all this time, and you only had a couple DVDs, and I watched this stupid ass A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. It was no fucking good, so I went home. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I went in my house. He's like, "Here's your weed, man." I was like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, this was such a—it was such a random event." What the fuck? But I think this movie uh, angered him to a point where he's like, "I'm leaving, and I hate this movie." <laughs> Maybe he had some Jesse stuff going on. I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. You know. Well, you... apparently he thinks this movie sucks. He didn't like it. We're gonna find out if it sucks because we're gonna put it through the sloppy horror podcast rating. Hey you. Yeah, that is a fancy tune for you. Now we are in bloom here with the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. This is a foolproof system made by the horror movie himself, nerd guy Christian Ramey. Now, this is based on a horror movie scale. What makes a horror movie a horror movie, okay? This is not a movie scale in general. This is not how critics rate movies. This is how the Sloppy Horror Podcast rates horror movies, okay? So, we're going to do this in a series of four categories. Three of the categories are worth three points. Last category is worth one point for a total of ten points altogether. Exactly. Now, if you don't know what the categories are, don't worry because I'm going to fucking guide you through it because I'm the producer. I make the show, and I'm about to make you know what's happening in the show. So, let's get into the first category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating and that is casting okay first off casting uh actually mark what what an incredible tune by the way i will agree all right i like that you made that like johnny carson style thank you i like that thank you it's what i do so i'm here you're there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nightmare on elm street 2 casting okay let's talk about this nothing abnormally great nothing over the top I, I would say a one all right it's not horrible i don't think it's a half a point because you do got Clue gallagher in there you got some like the coach snyder's recognizable you got the ferris bueller dad as grady's dad there's some like familiar faces throughout this movie enough to warrant a one i believe a one is fair okay a yeah. one. because it's not to the level of a sleepaway camp it's not to the level of that. I mean, like, you could tell when it came out, it was a movie. All yeah. right? Like, you can't judge 85 lingo all the way. But, like, you know, it's a mom, dad, family. Like, you believe it's not like. No, there's there's nobody that stands out to me crazy, except for Robert Ingram, of course. But nobody's, like, will stick with you like other movies do. Mm-hmm. It's just characters. They get their job. They do their job, keep the movie going, and that's it. So that's exactly what a one gets. 
So that's one point here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the second category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is kills. For me, I would say it's a two because if you're, especially if you're comparing it to the other Elm Streets, like I say, like kills aren't always the strongest category. I mean, they're usually creative. Uh, Freddy is a creative killer, so he will give you that. Uh, but this this one was more brutal than your typical Freddy. So that, I don't know, like you had some pretty good deaths in there. Uh, it, it, like they, And they were personal. They were with the glove, up close and personal, slashing people, stabbing people in the gut. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. I feel, uh, what, what, how many people do you think that was altogether in this one? One, two, I don't know how many are in the barbecue. So, so like, it's like, I don't know, like four or five, maybe five or six people, six. I would also say too, I think a, a thing that helps the kills category is how often are they throughout the movie? Sometimes you got to like wait really long for a kill into a movie I felt like this was pretty consistent throughout the movie. It's just a movie packed full of kills. And um, if you're asking if there's a lot of killing in this movie, say so yeah. But not enough for a three. No, not enough for a three because they're not off the wall, outstanding, creative kills all the time. Now, there's a lot of different varieties. Most of them are with the glove. There's not any crazy, but they are brutal and they do impact the movie. You feel these kills when they're on screen for the most part. So, yeah. They are brutal enough. Um, there's different styles of killing, all with the glove. So, that's got you a little bit of variety there, but it's definitely not a three. But two, absolutely perfect. Agree with that. So, that's three out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the third and final three-point category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is fear. Got to be a half or a one for sure. I mean, definitely thinking a half. Um, I, I do think you can catch some scares with the younger audience, like if they're, like, you know, afraid of Freddy. Uh, there's definitely some suspense building, but I, I don't think enough for a one. It's I mean, when I was younger... I mean, if if we, if you were to ask this question in you know 1995, I would probably put this as a you know a one or a two because it, I mean it's freaks some people out you know. But as of now, I'm really going with a half a point just because Freddie has become such an icon. Um, where it, you know the icons, if I'm being fair with fear, yes, there's a half a point chance that this can terrify somebody. But um, I don't know. What, what say you? What do you think? I would say one. One? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I'm trying to think about taking the way I think about it is back in 1980s, this scared a whole lot of people, mm-hmm. especially this one, because this is when Freddy is his most, I think it's the scariest. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like um, the one. I think it's the scariest. And then all those people. And then now, obviously, it's dated. So it's that's not going to scare a lot of modern people. But it'll still scare the young folks. If you show them, if Freddy, if you just show a young persons him coming in and just pulling his stuff back and showing his brains, mm-hmm. just even down there in the furnace room, oh like yeah, just leaking like that could scare a kid. And just that, and they'd be like, "I'm not watching this." And you go, got a group of eight year olds. Yeah, this will scare. This will scare young. This will scare <laughs> some adults, dude. Some adults scare so easily, and it's it's amazing to me how scared they can get on things. But I think it's a one. Mm-hmm. I think it's a one. So that is four. Mm-hmm. Out of 10 so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the final one-point category for half a point each here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is rewatchability. Faux show. Obviously. 
Yep. Obviously, for both, it's a, for both of us. You obviously because it's a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, so you're obviously seen it so many fucking times. I'd worry watch this one again. Yeah, for I'll, sure. After honestly seeing it, yeah, I would. Comes on Halloween time. Sure. This would be this would be the Freddy Krueger one that I would show people. Ah. If I think that they would get scared the most, this one. And uh, like, uh, there is something to be said about that short runtime. I just love. Um, the day and age obviously we've talked about a pictures and b pictures but when b pictures were b pictures and you just went in like wanting something you just wanted that good you know hour and a half good little slasher something to spark some uh make your heart rate jump up a little bit and then uh what you know once it's all said done it's all said and done it's escapism Mm -hmm. do we believe this could really happen happen no but if you can for an hour and a half if you could put yourself in that world that's kind of cool i like that that was the fun part of it you'll get sucked into it for sure so, yeah. that is a total of 5 out of 10 for A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. I like it. It just got stamped right up the ass for approval. Uh. Bang. There you go. Bang, bang. Now you know. Now you know. Now you are the most informed that you have been informed in all of your infornism. Yeah, now, I mean... I don't even think you could fill your brain with any more. Not possible. It's just not even, you know. Not possible. Mark, can I ask you something? Sure. Why not? Now, I know this is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And it's not, you know. I'm going to hit the button. I'm going to hit the button. I missed you, mister. Mr. Mr. Rosak. Tell him if they're old enough. How old? Watch that scary stuff For the parents who give up I had to bring it here, man I had to bring it here You said it could scare people And I thought about it I thought about this, folks That means that we are here In Ozark Mark's Parental Guy Dance And if you're unfamiliar with this segment What Mark likes to do is uh, Mark doesn't have any kids But that being said If Mark was in you know, the care of children He wouldn't want to scare them Or damage them And have parents mad So Ozark Mark likes to break down and tell you what age he thinks is appropriate for what movie we're discussing. So, Mark, can you please tell me, if you've got a birthday party full of children, what age is appropriate to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street 2? 13. 13? All right. We'll <laughs> go with the PG-13 guidance right here. Um, Just because... Takes care of everything. Takes care of uh, naked dudes getting whipped in a shower. <laughs> um, takes care of all the kids making out and almost a sex scene, but it's not really a sex scene. Mm-hmm. This is like the least. There's no really. New, I don't think any nudity in this besides a dude's ass getting whipped, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's there. But again, this is a pretty freaky movie for people. Um, so I'll just go with 13. You'd be safe. You know, these little 13 is a little fuck you age. So you, that's when the point where you just let them do whatever the hell they want. So yep. you'd, be, you'd be safe with that, really. Uh, there's not a lot of cussing. But, uh, you know, just the, just how it is, just the things that happen in it. Folks, there you have it. 13 years old is a safe age, uh, you know, or whatever you really want. But... We like to throw this in here because people do ask, believe it or not, what are good movies for kids? So if we're going to rate a movie, we can at least give an age range of where you probably shouldn't go under. 
Now, you can go under all you want. I don't care what you do. Your child, I don't give a fuck. Right. Well, and but, a lot of times it's specific to the child. Some kids, like, love horror, and they're just little, and they're just into it. Don't freak them out. Some kids are, you know, afraid to go to the basement. That's my so, older two. My older two kids are like that. You tell them, take the trash out after dark. They're like, they look at you. I'm like, yeah, take Do you understand? We would be outside. <laughs> With no phones, like, you know, we didn't give up. I mean, like, not to sound like that, but we did. He would be on bikes, and it's just like, we're out, dog. Like, that's just what it is. Like, yep. we didn't want to be here. Like, we just, we we went somewhere. Yeah, we're going to ride our bike for three hours. What? Yep. Yeah, we did. I'm going to do tricks. Didn't work out. Now I have a scar here. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, what? The amount of cardio I've done in my youth. Oh, I know. Shit that I would never do now. No. Not in a million never years. No, I would not ride my bike fucking miles. Miles. Would you skateboard all across downtown again? You yeah, think, that's fun. You think you still got the juice? No. I think you do, man. I think I can do it. I could ride it, ollie it. But if I take a fall, dude, that's it. I can't fall like I used to. You just break your board. Fuck this. Dude, I cannot fall like I used to. <laughs> well, don't be doing crazy tricks, but you could ride probably. Still. Oh, sure, sure. For sure. It pissed me off that when I see people walking, riding skateboards, and then they get to a curb and they pick up the skateboard, fuck you. At least learn how to ollie up a curb. For yeah. fuck's sake, you got to keep it going. Jesus. Sorry. Don't get me started with that. But we only have 30 seconds left in this episode. What do you have to say? Look, Anything guys, else? You, you know, you made it this far to the episode. If you guys want to, you know, support the show, please, please, please check out that merchandise. If you want to know how, just go to our YouTube videos, and there's a link, like, right below. You'll see some of the merchandise right below the videos here. And uh, if not, you can just go to the Sloppy Horror Podcast link tree. That's linked to our TikTok as well, most of our socials. But you can find a link for it in there as well. But, uh, yeah, we really appreciate the support and... Uh, don't forget about all our bonus content over at the Patreon, and uh, we're about to set something up with merchandise over there too. Once we get a couple, pe- you know, get get that rolling as well, um, you know, to make it make it fun. Uh, but on top of that, we're not always talking scary movies on the Patreon. We just like to go all out. But it's just a way that uh, we can give it back without uh, selling razors. So that's what we like to do, folks. And we give it to you. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being here. Welcome to the new season. My God, it is hot as an oven in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>